Hi, this is Madeline with Embrace the Madness. You are listening to a podcast that talks about the weird uncertainty and absurdity of our existence and we make light of it and have a good time and continue to live our lives because it's inevitable and we can't change it. So (laughs) here we are. Last week, I talked about something that's kind of really intense in my life right now, just the fear of success, imposter syndrome, where you feel like you either don't belong or you're a fraud or you haven't really actually done the work to get where you are now. And so it's hard for you to take credit and kind of accept good feedback and compliments and stuff and it's a really good episode. I re-listened to it and I realized how kind of low energy I was sounding, but I think I seriously think my ego was like arms crossed like we're not we're not going to do it because if we ignore it, we can just pretend that it doesn't happen. So, yeah. I, I mean, like it's not a bad episode, but I don't know. Sometimes I forget that Uh, Your energy is kind of relayed through, I don't know, your intonation, but anyways. (laughs) So today I was thinking of talking about why it's so important to accept yourself and be with yourself and take that quality time you need to be with yourself and do things that bring you joy without the need to either entertain anyone else or depend on anyone else really. And yeah, so I feel like I, it's something that I still am learning to embrace. I wrote a blog last year called learning, wait, learn to love your darkness. And that was at a point in my life when, well, one, I was going through my self-care acronym and the L was part of self. And so I realized that accepting my darkness and embracing my wholeness was a really, really, really integral part in kind of settling into self-care and loving myself totally. So yeah, I wrote about that last year and like I said, I feel like it was more of a thing last year and I still have little bits that come up, but I think that I've grown in self-compassion and kind of learn how to curb some of those thoughts or just recognize them as either my ego trying to get attention or sabotage me or things like that. So, and I think I even talked about some podcasts with it, uh, just about how it's, how important it is. And when I was thinking about talking about this episode we're talking about the importance of like quality time with yourself. I was thinking about how probably hard it's been for people to be quarantined. And I'm lucky because I live with my sister, so I'm not alone. And like I have someone to kind of be in the same space. So I don't feel alone. And then also my boyfriend Yeah, so I was thinking, holy shit, there's probably people that are by themselves who rely on work to 
kind of keep them going, keep them involved, keep them from sitting in their anxiety and sitting in their thoughts. So for sure, especially if you've lost your job, then I feel like this time would be really challenging. And I'm grateful to kind of have that relationship with myself where I enjoy getting deep and I enjoy learning about myself. So I am at a good place. I feel like if I were to be alone and I lived alone for three years prior to this. So, I mean, I feel like I learned a little bit. Yeah. So I was kind of just holding a little bit of space for the people who have been struggling and haven't really had an outlet or anyone to talk to, or you feel like your problems don't matter, or you're alone in your anxiety and stuff like that. I had reposted this meme that I saw on Facebook, and I don't know, it really spoke to me. I feel like I kind of have this silent judgment for, like, people that just don't do anything or sit home and watch Netflix, and I don't think it makes me better than anyone because I don't, but I feel like it's hard for me to understand, well, why can't you do this? Or why can't you think differently about this? And I forget that I've been there before and I have been depressed and I've been glued to TV shows and stuff like that. But anyways, so the meme says, the truth is this isn't just staying home and watching Netflix. It's abandonment wounds. It's attachment issues. It's relational conflict. It's touch starvation. It's existential dread. It's overwhelm of grief. It's lack of purpose. It's crippling anxiety. It's fear of death. And I mean, holy shit, if that's not true, like it's literally all of those things. And it's like, I think I realized that. I think I'm just grateful that I, I don't know, just have this willingness to go dive in really deep and just hang out at the deep end. And anyway, so it really, it really just kind of got me thinking of, yeah, all of these people are going through all of these things and they don't know how to figure it out, get out of it and stuff like that. And I mean... A lot of those things are serious and they're fucking scary and I mean, yeah, no one wants to think about the fact that they're going to die one day and no one wants to think about all of their trauma that hasn't been sorted out and reliving any of those emotions or experiences is going to be traumatizing in itself again. And so, yeah, I was just thinking, okay, well... Maybe we could talk about and I can share my experience with that whole thing, like being in a space where that's where you're at. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) So I was thinking of a couple of things that we'll talk about in the episode. Number one is why it may be scary for people to kind of start this journey of being alone and being okay with it and stuff like that. The second is what quality time with yourself really means. And then number three is how we can turn inward. And so first I'll share, I guess, kind of my little story. If you haven't 
read that post or listened to previous episodes. About a year ago, I think I was at this place where it's like I knew that I had baggage and I knew that I wasn't perfect, obviously, because my brain would like tell me every day that you're not perfect and you're never going to be perfect and just cry, cry stuff. So I realized that it was like right when I started trying to make music last summer and just a lot of feelings were coming out, feelings of judgment and criticism. And I was like, why am I being so mean to myself? Like, why am I being so critical? Like, I just started feeling sorry for myself and really sad about it. And I feel like for me, when I was thinking about it, when we get frustrated with something or whatever, we are rejecting whatever that is. And my mom always taught me to look at things as if they were a mirror and stuff like that. And so I'm in the habit of well, if this is bothering me, then it's something inside me that I can't sit with or I haven't accepted. And so in that moment, I realized that I was getting angry at the fact that I was making mistakes and failing and getting frustrated with that whole entire ordeal. And I realized kind of the lack of compassion that I had and it really just like bummed me out. And I was like, why am I so angry with this part of myself? Why am I just absolutely not accepting any, any mistakes, any failure and stuff like that? And so I realized like these, these parts that we deem imperfect or, you know, flaws and stuff that we haven't come to terms with, they remind us of reasons that we are not whole. And they remind us of parts that are not necessarily lovable. And when I say lovable, like it's great to be confident, it's great to be beautiful, it's great to be smart, stuff like that, you know, like I'm doing like air quotes. It's hard to just like shout to the world, hey, yeah, I failed this test or I accidentally hurt my loved one when I said something to them. Like to me, I'm like, okay, well, that wouldn't be that pretty to hear or to like hold space for. And so that reminds us that we are separate and it reminds us that we are different and It just reminds us of things that are unlovable about us or that we perceive to be unlovable. And it's like we don't want to accept those parts because who wants to fucking like be reminded of like their unlovableness? Who wants to be reminded that they're different? And for me, I think I ignored them for a long time because it's so much easier to pretend that they don't exist because then you don't have to deal with them. And it's like the whole sweeping it under the rug metaphor, you know, like the longer you keep sweeping it, when you uncover it and like pull up that rug, there's going to be big dust bunnies and they're going to hop all over you and you're going to be smothered 
and you're not going to know what to do. So that's where I was. And I realized I just had like this whole weird moment. I mean, weird, but beautiful. And just, just realize like what was going on and why I had never necessarily been able to be alone. And I forgot that I wrote this whole part, but basically for my whole young adulthood from 17 to, I guess, like 23, 24, I was in a relationship for six years. And like, that's like when I'm growing and changing the most. And it was off and on, but I still feel like it was kind of this emotional crutch that I always had. And I think that our relationship was special. Yeah. But I also think that it was very dysfunctional. And so I didn't really know what it meant to be alone, spend quality time with myself. And honestly, it wasn't even like with him, it was like boyfriends later. And I don't think I actually became comfortable being alone alone until probably last year or about then, like either late 2018 or I don't know. It's been, it's a pretty recent journey. And like, I never thought I was that kind of person who always had a boyfriend or always had something. And, but I think I was. And so I think it was probably last year. Yeah, probably about that same time when I started the self-care saga. And it just kind of got all these thoughts thinking in my head. And I realized that when you were comfortable with being alone, then that was like full acceptance of who you were as a person. And the ultimate validation that you couldn't get from anyone else. And so that was really appealing to me. And I started turning inward. And I kind of had this moment that is just stuck in my head forever. And I realized that I was scared of being alone because I wasn't sure if I could depend on myself for strength. And it's something that I had never really thought about. And it all kind of made sense, but I had never created this force in my life where I felt like I could depend on myself. And I was never really taught, hey, this is how you stand up for yourself. This is how you rely on yourself, stuff like that. So I kind of had to start that journey of digging through all of this darkness, these yucky clothes, look at them, see if they even fit me anymore, whatever, and then figure out where I needed to put it so that I could resort all of these things that were inside of me and kind of learn to accept that they were just always going to be a part of me. And so I think over the last year, just practicing the self-care and learning to love and embrace that part of me as kind of just a mirror of the natural duality in our material world. It's just 
been a whole world of difference. Now, like, of course, like getting back into a relationship is scary because it could just happen again and I could lose who I am and I would just get stuck in a loop again. And I think when Davis and I first started dating, I was really, really scared that it was going to happen again and just scared that kind of distaste for uh, my darkness would come back and self-sabotage me. So anyways, we've done a really good job at learning to communicate with each other and learning to communicate when we need space. And I'm very thankful that he lets me have that and respects my need for alone time. And it's been really good. So it's definitely possible to come from the other side and start to manage it in a more healthy way. So now that I've kind of shared my little blippy, we can talk about why it might be scary and why it might be hard. And I feel like definitely it's easier for those who are kind of used to diving into their insides and figuring out who they are. And for others, it might not be. Like, I wasn't taught how to be accountable for myself, I don't think really ever. And so I had to learn what accountability meant. I had to realize that I'm responsible for myself and my emotions and all those fun things. So I feel like if it's scary for us, kind of like the moment that I was having when I first realized it is like these bad, air quotes, imperfect parts of us, they just remind us of that, of our unlovability. Okay, now I remember that I already talked about this. Okay, right. I was talking about how I didn't know if I could trust myself because I hadn't fully integrated the yucky parts with the good parts. And so I feel like for all of us that that darkness and that uncertainty is really scary. Like, you know, our fear of the unknown comes out. And what if we discover that we are truly unlovable? And what if we discover that we are a horrible person and stuff like that? And it's a lot to take in, but it's so important that we remember to hold space for ourselves and keep the compassion. And I think something that always like kind of gets me and I have to like breathe a little bit, but just recognizing that you have hurt people in the past and it sucks and it seems like it would have to invalidate the good parts of you, you know, like cancel them out. And so for me, I kind of had to go through this journey of like kind of low-key hating myself and coming out on the other side because it is hard to come to terms with the fact that you've made mistakes and that you have hurt people and that's not something that you are just like able to willingly accept but I think a turning point for me was to remember that there is duality in our world 
And duality is just this idea, kind of like the yin and the yang, the white and the black, fitting together to create this beautiful whole thing. And so I remember making little posts for my Instagram, but you need the dark to appreciate the light and you need black to appreciate white and you need the moon to appreciate the sun. And so this duality is just kind of this thing in nature that exists. And so it's true that it also exists within ourselves. And so for me, my self-compassion comes in and says, hey, you made these mistakes and you are at a higher awareness now. And so it's okay that they happen. Like it's not like it's not okay okay but it's it's happened and you can't change reality is what i mean and so all you can do from that point on is come to terms with it accept it and move forward and just know hey i made this mistake before and i don't want to make it again which i mean is all easier said than done but that kind of is what I've gathered as to why it would be scary. And it's just hard work going in and figuring out all your shit. It's hard. It's hard. And it takes a lot of focus and a lot of patience and a lot of love. So if you are ready to go down that rabbit hole and explore that journey, just make sure you have all those tools in your tool belt, especially love. And let's talk about what quality time with yourself really means because, of course, you can be at home alone and you be scrolling on the internet or you could be playing video games or whatever. So for me, quality time means something that is fulfilling my soul and filling my cup and it's usually participating in some sort of thing like for me right now my life quality time is working on music practicing mixing working on promoting myself and my brand and I need to add some more quality time with my podcast but really just like doing things that are going to give you a return kind of like investing in things And so if you're just at home watching TV, you kind of want to make sure that, like, ask yourself what your intentions are and ask yourself if this is helping you, if this is filling your cup, or maybe is it draining your cup? And that's something that I have struggled with my whole life is just setting boundaries and doing things that are good for me and are helping me. And so in the past, I've just always been stuck either working and working and working to help someone else's dream come true or doing something to make sure that I keep the peace and that everybody's happy and that like I can rest knowing that no one's going to try to fuck with me. So now I'm like, well, heck no, I'm going to die one day. I have limited time on this earth. I need to do what I want to do and do the things that make me happy. And so going on this journey of 
creating space for ourselves and creating quality time alone is really important and it's going to help fill our cup and it's going to help soothe our soul. And so when we can do that, we don't have to rely on external sources to validate us. And I think that's where we get lost because only you can fill your cup and only you can create that validation for yourself. And self-care especially is always quality time. You don't even have to ask, like always quality time. If you're doing something that's going to genuinely make you happy and genuinely fill you up, then that is quality time. Taking care of ourselves is the most important part because I kind of talked about well, really, it's kind of just a whole theme in this whole podcast. Like we we are little tiny Barbie dolls of consciousness and we are one and the same with the universe. And so when we can take care of ourselves, we are in turn saying, yes, I'm taking care of the whole entire universe. I'm taking care of myself as this grand entity, whatever. And so taking care of ourselves is like strengthening this relationship that we have with the universe, source, God, etc., etc. It's not always easy because I feel like part of our ego knows that, well, if we don't take care of ourselves, we can get stuck in this loop where we don't take care of ourselves and feel sorry for ourselves and get attention that way. And so I have to be really, really, really mindful and carve out space to do things that make me happy. Because I know if I don't, then I'm going to, like I recognize when I get clingy, I know that I need to be alone and spend time with myself. Because to me, that's what I see it as. It's like I'm looking for validation, but I know it's just going to be like run dry if I try to get it from Davis or if I try to get it from the internet or things like that. And so I think in order to be able to do this for ourselves is to turn inward and kind of sounds like spiritual woo-woo and it may be, and it's okay that it is, but I think this is kind of the importance of spirituality and spirituality being something separate from religion, but just spirituality in terms of strengthening that relationship that we have with the source, within our soul, whatever, that little driving force in our bodies that is making us go. And so nurturing that part of us can kind of help make this journey easier. And It's like a mom taking care of a child when they get a boo-boo and just helping patch ourselves up so that we can do the scary hard things and know that we can make mistakes and potentially get hurt, but we're going to be okay and we're going to be strong and we're going to make it through. So some of the things that I do to turn inward, I've been journaling basically probably almost the last 30 days and it's been so rewarding and I highly recommend it but really just 
getting in tune with that part of yourself, just getting in tune with source. I also think that setting boundaries is a good way to kind of turn inward and at least to show our inside that respect that we're looking for. And yeah, there's there's a blog post about boundaries and there's the podcast that I did with Jordan about boundaries. So we've definitely acknowledged that they're hard, but they're so necessary and it's always a good idea to respect yourself. And so setting boundaries just means getting really, really, really mindful about how something makes you feel and communicating that. So like if someone wants you to go out, I'm like, well, we don't really go out anymore because it's quarantine. If someone invites you to curbside, I'm just kidding. But anyways, like if someone's asking you to do something and you have some reservation or you really wanted to work on your craft, like recognizing that working on your craft makes you happy and makes you fulfilled and knowing that, yeah, it sucks to have to say no to someone, but I'm choosing myself because myself is the most important part in my universe. Um, taking care of myself is really important. Yeah, it's just, this is important. And so if you need some help setting boundaries, I would totally recommend listening to the podcast with Jordan because it's just a good podcast. Another thing that I like to do to kind of turn inward and just like honor that part of me is remembering to embrace my darkness and embrace those parts of me that I don't like and forgive myself and forgive myself for the mistakes I make for all the times that I come short or and a lot of it's just like kind of a perception thing but remembering to honor your entire being and remember that you are whole no matter what and self-compassion, you know, I love to talk about that. I think that loving ourselves even when we fuck up is really important. And that's a good way to honor our being and honor our existence and stuff like that. And another way to turn inward too is just to listen to your heart. And I think that kind of comes hand in hand with setting boundaries and taking care of your body and just taking care of your human vessel. Because if you don't take care of it, like uh, it's just going to stop functioning properly and your mind's going to go crazy. And I am trying to take care of my body right now because it's hard and it's hard. Just being a human's hard. And I know, (laughs) I know it's hard and it sucks sometimes, but We also don't really know anything else, and so I think just making the most of this time is really important, and just being our biggest supporters, you know, stuff like that. So hopefully you are doing okay if you are alone in quarantine, and know that there's so many resources out there. And I know sometimes reaching out is really hard, but 
you have to really want growth and healing for yourself. And so it's up to you to kind of take that first step. And it may be hard, but you kind of owe it to yourself. And so I'm sending so much love and so much healing. And I think next week I might, unless things change, talk about kind of kind of that part of the awakening process when you are like, okay, this is reality and kind of those illusions that are just immediately shattered and kind of that grieving process that you have to go through. And I was thinking today when I was writing that I'm sure that the quarantine brought a lot of those feelings to people because yeah, it's so easy to be distracted and forget what we're really doing here on this planet when we have to go to work all the time and work 50 hour weeks and we're just going and going and going and going. And so I'm sure with this kind of just like pause, a lot of shit's come up. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next time. This is Madeline. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life.